0: Welcome back to the Financial Zero to Hero podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to move your small business forward. This show provides you with the ability to understand the financial aspects of your business as well as the lifestyle aspects so many of us ignore. Along the way, I will also explore the scary world of fraud and how it affects your life. And in between all the business stuff, I will jump into a lighter subject, what I call the sports that don't love you back. My name is Steve Hublin and I am your host. So sit back and enjoy the broadcast as I start your journey from a financial zero to a financial hero welcome everybody to today's episode this one's titled turn around and look at the generation behind you now this is going to be flowing through in the uh, the lifestyle segments uh, of the broadcast and to quote um, some information from another podcaster, Michelle Spipa. Uh, she is also known as the Wisdom Smack podcast. So if you have a chance, please feel free to jump over and listen to some of her podcasts. Um, but in one of the podcasts, uh, she did talk about generations. And I think this is important um, you know, for those of us like myself who are, are getting, starting to get older and there's more and more generations coming up from behind you. So um, to quote from Michelle's, uh, one of her podcasts, uh, she was talking about uh, an Arab 14th century scholar, Iban Khaldun, and I'm sure I just butchered his name, but I apologize. Uh, he was one of the world's first sociologists. He was one of the earliest people to speak of things like a generation, tribalism, and group dynamics. Even back then, you know, this is the 14th century, he developed a rather coherent theory of generational cycles. Now, this philosopher, uh, or sociologists saw four types of generations, which repeat over and over, and they are all defined by certain trades and or attributes. Uh, the first one, the revolutionaries, you know, who upend the established system causing great change. Then you have the orderlies, who bring organization structure to the new system, the pragmatists who enjoy the comfort of this new order, and then the skeptics who question their parents' lives and leisure. The order of these isn't fixed, and sometimes the the traits will mix. But if you think back to the traditional silent generation of World War II and the baby boomers of the nine to five white picket fence lives and the get rich quick momentum of the generation generation X, these patterns are clearly visible. You know, if you start thinking about kind of all the generations from the 1900s all the way forward. You know what did they do? Were they revolutionary, orderly? Did they, you know, were they skeptic of it? And so that's important to understand. You know, obviously from a social standpoint, but also from a business world standpoint. Now, you know, I want to apply kind of this this thought process to the overall business world, uh, and to give some context in this, just so uh, the listeners know. I was born in the mid 1970s, so by definition, I'm a Gen Xer, uh, and I'm not sure I totally agree with how generations get their quote name, um, but so be it. You know, I am a Generation X individual. Now, I grew up the way I grew up was you always put in hard work, you know, constantly, you know, nose to the grindstone. You always listen to the boss. You're always punctual and neat. Um, you know, you didn't show up late to a a job or, or assignment or anything like that. And of course you dressed appropriately. And if you did question authority, you did it in a passive way or not at all. Uh, and a lot of times you avoided conflict, um, i.e. you would let something similar, simmer before actually doing something about it. Now this isn't, um, you know, a blanket, uh, combination on all Gen Xers. Um, This is just kind of how I am and how I've gone through it and and a lot of the Gen Xers that I kind of grew up with. Now, I kept this mentality up until just recently. So this was kind of ingrained in my way of thinking, um, you know, all, you know, from pretty much, you know, early childhood all the way up to most recently. And for an example of this mentality, so I came from the public accounting world. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard, you know, the, you know, the public accountants, you know, that they're, they're, you know, starting in mid-January, they go into their busy season or the tax season. And, you know, you hear all those horror stories about working a ton of hours. Well, I was in that realm for 20 years. And um, to give you an example I would historically put in about twenty seven hundred hours. Now, the funny thing with public accounting is when one person says they did twenty seven hundred hours, there's always going to be an accountant who wants to one up them and say I did twenty eight hundred hours. Now, I'm sure those of you who are listening who do about you know the normal two thousand eighty hour weeks, you're just rolling your eyes like, why would you brag about something like that? And later on in my career, I started thinking the same thing as I don't I don't understand why some CPAs brag about putting in 3000 hours the past year. That's, that's just weird, but yeah, so be it. But with this mentality that I had, I sacrificed my health, um, by quite a bit, you know, you're constantly sitting at a desk or you're, you know, not eating the healthiest or coming home late at night and you, know, you don't really do a workout and you eat like, you know, junk food type stuff. And then also I sacrificed my family. I mean, you know, when you're working 2700 hours, you know, that is, you know, a standard 40 hour work week for 52 weeks is 2080 hours. So clearly I was putting in almost 600 more hours, which is almost the equivalent of working another part time job on top of a full time job. Um, So because I was always at the office or away, you know, I ended up sacrificing my family you know, to put in all those hours. And again, I still had that mentality. You know, you always did what was good for the firm. You know, you didn't really concentrate on the family. You, know, you hear those, that acronym floating around or that acronym, that saying floating around that says, you know, we believe in a work-life balance. Well, in the public county, or at least for the, the firm I worked for, it, it, there was no Work-life balance. It was work and work from home. That that was the quote balance. You know, you were able to log in, you know, with your laptop type situation. But then I ended up getting, you know, forced out of the firm, and and that that story is a different podcast. But during my last few years within the firm, I started, you know, I started to take a look at some of the younger people in the firm, and more particular in the department I was in. And when you're in public accounting, you always have turnover staff accounts. That's just the nature of the business. It's not an agreeable business if, you know, you want to have a life. I, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but it, it, it really is a brutal industry to be in. It's, you know, it's no similar, no different than maybe the oil and gas industry where they work tons of hours. So because of that, you know, you always had turnover in staff accounts every, you know, they'd last one, two years. If they didn't get past the second year, they'd leave and, uh, or they'd stay on for a little bit longer, but you always had turnover. So where I'm going with this is I started to do, we started to hire millennials and, you know, when you're, you know, in a Gen X And you're, you know, there's the Gen Y behind me. And then I believe just the millennials, you know, you've got staff that are almost 20 years younger than you for, for myself. And first off, you know, one thing I started to notice about the millennials and, and, and in full disclosure, you know, every generation tends to make the moniker that, you know, the new generation is lazy, you know, and, and that's just a bunch of BS. That's just perceptions. That's not true. I knew plenty of millennials that worked their butt off. So anytime somebody says, you know, Gen Y are lazy or millennials are lazy, that's, that's just a bunch of BS. But I also started noticing one thing about the millennials, um, about their attitudes was, you know, they pretty much asked the question, why? Now, not necessarily, you know, why are we auditing this company or why are we doing this work paper this way? Um, yes, they'd ask that question, but there was a no response. But their question was, why are we working so much? Why are we killing ourselves for all this? Now, one thing I noticed is a lot of the millennials, at least the ones I was around, they valued free time and time with their friends and family more than they valued having a whole bunch of money in the bank. Now that doesn't mean millennials don't like money. I mean, that's kind of ludicrous, but they did have more of the mentality of wanting to be with their family, wanting to be with their friends, you know, free time, you know, time to themselves. And I started to realize for me personally is what really is my why. And, you know, I I kind of, you know, recall back when I started into public accounting, their, the partners there were baby boomers, you know, so they were a generation above me. And, you know, and I remember recalling that watching them and the amount that they worked, I, I remember that point in time says, I'm, I'm never going to work like that. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to kill myself that way? But then I end up staying in the 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 trap of you know staying in the business and and not knowing anything else and doing the business doing the business, you know. And then all of a sudden you're just working insane hours, and all of a sudden you're doing exactly what you thought they uh, were crazy to be doing. And I started to realize, you know, what millennials are are right. You know, in some aspects and in reality, I I really think the business community should not dismiss, you know, as I call it, the generation behind you. You know, yes, you have more experience and you've been working a a particular job a certain time and your expertise in the field, but don't just dismiss the generation behind you, especially when they start questioning things. You know, we all want to work smarter, not harder. I mean, that's a really big thing within, um, you know, any business you have, you know, make computers, you know, make a, a, a template work for you, you know, make Excel work for you, make, you know, new software that just came out that can track your time, you know, have that do for you. Well, have make sure you, you turn around and you look at the the people in your your company that are younger and look and see how they handle certain situations. Because one of the things that I noticed with the millennials, and it just so happens that um, there were two of them that sat right outside my office. I could actually see them, you know, the, you know, from the door of my office. It was maybe ten feet from the door, so I could see, and, I, and a lot of times I could hear their conversations. And a lot of times they they would make the comments of, "Boy, the the partners are putting in 70, 80 hour work weeks. Man, I don't want to do that." You know, and and not so much I don't want to do that is they don't want to work is. They're like, I, I value my my family and my friends more than I value putting in all those hours. And I started realizing, you know, all the sacrifices I've made, what, why am I doing that? I started truly asking, why am I doing that? And that got me to to think, you know, you know, even though there's younger generations behind me and behind you, those of you that were listening, always look at what their, how their perceptions are. What's their paradigm? You know, how does that relate to what you're doing in your business? Um, and because it, it is really helpful and uh, it really drives you sometimes to just take a step back and look. Uh, I know I myself, I'm always looking for new and better ways to do something. I mean, it, in fact, I just looked, uh, I saw an ad for Google IT support. And, um, you know, I went and looked at it and for 50 bucks a month, you can go through all these courses and, you know, learn all the IT stuff from the computers to networks to uh, all those respective IT items. Now, how many of us out here, you know, I'm not an IT person. And how many people out there, you know, when something breaks, you have to call the IT guy because you have no idea what happened to the network. Well, I'm sitting there looking at Google's offering this for 50 bucks a month to be able to get this training. And, you know, I, I I personally, I work with digital agencies, you know, they do SEO, they do um, digital marketing, online marketing, so on and so forth. And so I'm thinking, Hey, you know, this is a new thing and it can make me better for my client. But again, it's taking a step back and seeing what else is out there, you know, not just being so stuck in your ways Um, because I remember when I first got into the public accounting world, you know, like I said, there were baby boomers that were ahead of me that were all the partners. And, you know, they made a big deal about on Fridays, you didn't have to wear a tie. In the back of my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, what what does it matter if we're wearing ties or not? You know, the clients are coming in for our our experience and abilities. I'm pretty sure if you're not wearing a tie, they're not going to go running down the street and say, oh, but, you know, that was my own thought. But, but again, it's it's that paradigm, you know, always understanding, you know, what is the other generation, the previous generation, doing. Now, myself, you know, I'm I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm more than willing to take risks, you know, because my eyes have been opened, you know, fairly quickly that if something isn't working, go another route. You know, don't just keep plugging along because that's how it's always been done. Uh, except for maybe SEO on your website, uh, you know, don't get me started on that. That that's just that's one of those things that just it's it's a long process. If you're doing SEO on your your website, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But re- remember, the 40-hour work week that was invented almost 100 years ago. Now that was that was before the World War II generation, or or pretty much close to the World War II generation, and yet why do we keep saying 40 hours is the standard you know now that's a rhetorical question don't, don't don't email me on that but it's one of those i just want people to kind of understand that is don't always just do how it's always been done you know, take a look at, you know, what other people think, you know, and you've heard the term, you know, sometimes it's good to get new blood in an organization. Well, same thing with generations, you know, don't just dismiss a generation because that's, you know, you know, they're younger, they're inexperienced, what have you. They, a lot of times, will have some good ideas that, you know, either can help you from a lifestyle standpoint or from a business standpoint. And remember, you know, the term. you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results. Sometimes, you know, you've got to look at what how other people are questioning something and understand, one, why are they questioning it? And two, can that be something that you can implement into your your business? Now, again, I'm, I'm not a sociologist or psychologist, so, you know, take some of this with a grain of salt, but it is important to understand as a business owner take a look around, you know, do you want to work 2,700 hours? I know I'm not going to ever do that again. And my employees for my virtual CFO company, they barely will get up to 40 hours. I've actually designed a a template, so it's okay. They don't have to do it because honestly, you know, out of the day, a workday, most people are probably efficient for maybe six hours. After that, it's just kind of a drag to get through the day. And then if you're making people work overtime, that's even worse. You know, and, and you start getting into that law as a diminishing return. So, So again, kind of conclude, take a look around at the generations behind you. You know, if you're a baby boomer, look at the Gen X. If you're Gen X, look at the Gen Y or, or millennials and see how they approach everything. You know, because sometimes their approaches are going to be hugely beneficial not only for your company but for your health. Um, and don't always just stay in the mindset of this is how I've always done it. This is how we're going to keep doing it. There's other ways to move and react. It's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is you can react quickly to a change or something that will improve your business. So keep that mindset um, as you go through your work day, your work week, and your work month in the next couple of years. Always be on the lookout for something better. And with that, I thank you for your time. At the close of today's show, I want to remind you of my free small business money moves course at hublandfinancialsecrets.com. I go over important concepts regarding how to make your business more efficient and ultimately have your business work for you. The topics I cover are how to make a profit without working harder. Remember, we all want to work smarter, not harder. Next subject is how to autopilot your business. There are items in your business that can be automated, and I go over some of them that kind of help spark that idea of what can you automate. And then finally, how to keep the money you make in your business. And we touch base on the cash reserves, budgeting, and expenses. Are they earning their rent in your business? These free courses can be found at hovlandfinancialsecrets.com. Again, that's H-O-V-L-A-N-D financialsecrets.com. Simply enter your email address and you'll have access to the course and start sparking ideas in your business. Again, that website's hovlandfinancialsecrets.com. I thank you for your time and I hope you have a great day.